Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure in the God of every day. And now your host, Will Ratliff. Hey everybody, Will Ratliff here, the Adventure Life Podcast. Welcome. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been around. Well, not been around, but at least been around in the podcast world. Hope you had a great week and a couple of weeks. So I had this idea last week of what I would talk about for this, this episode. And just the idea of just living in God's image came to mind and, and what that looks like. You know, I think it's something a lot of people struggle with, Christians included. I don't know that I've met anyone who at some point really hasn't struggled with, you know, their image, self-image, things like that. I think it's something, you know, that could really be beneficial to just kind of dive into what that looks like and how we can, you know, how we can really trust God in that, in that area of our lives. And so, you know, I've got a few thoughts and um, I'm trying something new. So the last couple of weeks, these last couple of episodes, I'm, I'm just writing down some notes. I uh, before I'd scripted everything out because I've just that was just more comfortable to me. But also, I would ad lib here and there, but really stuck to the script mostly. And a lot of times that uh, you know that helps me stay on track. I've I've described myself as a nonlinear thinker, so I can kind of go off on rabbit trails or, you know, I can see different connections, different things. Um, but I'm trying this, you know, I'm trying this out. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be very non-edited. Um, the nice thing about doing it all scripted out is that I rarely have to edit. So I just kind of script everything out, go by the script, and then I'm good to go. So we'll see. We'll see how this, this it's an experiment right now. So, but, you know, talking about living in God's image, and bearing his image, you know, that's, uh, you know, for me, I don't, you know, I don't know what you're like, but for me, I tend to overthink things and really bearing out God's image. You know, a lot of times, at least growing up, especially if you're in a, you know, that religious culture, then there's a lot of weight that, that comes alongside of that because it's like, oh my gosh, I am responsible for bearing God's image, for living out this image of God in the world. And, you know, I think I really, you know, have really come to realize that, you know, God lives within me. And so it's really just, it's more about this partnership of living, living out who I really am alongside of the spirit of God that's within me, that's nudging me and, you know, correcting me if needed. And, you know, really living out this, this life in, in love and freedom and grace but also there's that light piece of it where if there's something, you know, if I'm about to go off in the weeds or if I go off in the weeds, then God gently bring me back and, and getting back on the, the path. And so I've got a few thoughts today about what, you know, what this looks like. And it's really, you know, again, it's not a how to, I, I don't like to do the really not, you know, it's as far as, Hey, here's a, how to live out God's image in three easy steps. Because I don't think that's reality, you know, that's not reality for most people. And it could be one step, you know, it could be 10 for you, um, you know, not to scare you off, but there's, you know, but it all comes really down to that relationship that we have with Father. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about that and really, okay, you know, pursuing that and developing that, just checking in with, with God every, 
you know, that hopefully every day. But, you know, there's grace too if, if, you know, you miss a few days or if there's sometimes, you know, weeks that go by that you're just like, oh my gosh, haven't really checked in. Then, you know, there's grace and forgiveness for that. So, but the few thoughts I had just about, you know, what does that look like? Just to really bear God's image. Um, I think one that we have to accept God's image in our life. You know, the first thing is that we're, we're known by God. If you, uh, Psalm 139 is probably one of my favorite Psalms. And I think it says it best that he, you know, how he knows us, walks with us, goes before us, behind us. You know, he, he's essentially everywhere we go. As believers, and I've talked about this before, his spirit resides within us. So he's already with us, but he's also present and moving and working around us. And so there's that juxtaposition, I guess, if you will, that he's in us, but he's also around us. He walks with us and dwells within us. So I don't understand it all, but, you know, it's that reality. I think we have to begin to see that, that God lives within us. And, and so we can begin to trust, again, those nudges that we feel and that we um, essentially have a new heart. We've got that new spirit within us and we can trust the things and the directions that we want to go. And so I used, you know, I used to think that I had to really give up all of my desires, that every desire I had was evil or at least, you know, not of God. But, you know, some friends have, and mentors have really helped kind of shape that in my life that, okay, I can begin to trust some of those desires. And as I feel different nudges, you know, I can go in that direction. And, you know, I'm not always 100% sure that that's God, but sometimes I am, or, you know, very certain, and then sometimes I'm not. And so if I go down a direction, I'm like, well, maybe maybe this wasn't the best way to go. Then again, I was like, okay, God, what what now? Where where do you want me? What do I need? You know, what, what do I need to do next? And, you know, oftentimes then I hear from God and it's like, okay, well, let's, let's do this. So, you know, the next thing is that we are, we're loved by God. And I think for a long time, I felt unworthy of God's love and felt like I had to earn it. Felt like, you know, if I wasn't always on the straight and narrow, then God somehow would remove his love from me. Even though I knew the scripture that talked about never being able to be separated from God's love, I also, you know, there's a lot that I didn't understand, I think, about God's judgment and God's wrath. And so I would think that, you know, God was loving, but, you know, just don't take him off or <laughs> something bad is going to happen, you know, or, my, you know, the blessings are going to be removed or whatever. But it's really, it's not a matter of deserving God's love. It's, it's a matter of accepting that we are already loved by God. And that nothing we do will ever make him love us less, and nothing we can do or will do will make it us him love us any more. You know, so it took me a long time to really, I think, accept God's love just for what it was and not have to feel like I have to earn it. I have to, you know, there's stuff I have to do or there's other stuff that I not supposed to do in order for God to remove his love or to gain acceptance or to keep God's acceptance. And that's, you know, that's been one of the most important things I think for me to realize. And that was, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. Uh, it's probably a couple weeks ago now. And 
you know, we're talking about grace and there's, they were talking about, you know, the podcast, like really enjoying the podcast. And then they kind of turned their attention or their, the focus of the conversation just to say, you know, but there's also times that I feel like I really need a sermon that will kind of kick me in the tail and, and get me going. And I didn't really say anything at the time, but I was just wondering, okay, why, why do we feel that? Why do we feel the need for a pastor or leader or someone like, okay, we just got to get back on that road because I'm, so for me, the conclusion there is I'm not doing what I need to be, I should be doing, and I don't like that word should be, um, you know, or I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing, and so I need to get back on track. And for me, you know, that, and if you, if you look at Scripture as well, the whole idea of God's kind, kindness uh, is what leads us to repentance, not the idea of His wrath or His judgment or that something bad is going to happen if we don't. This whole idea of, of God's kindness is what really leads people to true repentance and I think transformation. Because if we start focusing on us doing the things that we're supposed to do or not doing the things we're not supposed to do, it doesn't work, guys. It just does and I can tell you from experience. So there have been, you know, specific struggles in my life where it all, you know, it almost seems like the more I focus on it, and even, or what if it, you know, if it's not doing something, the more I focus on not doing this thing, it's like I'm still focusing on that sin or that, you know, that struggle in my life. Instead of it's instead of focusing on Jesus and the work that He's already done, and He's already given us victory over everything. I believe it's just a matter of accepting that walking that out. And so my friend Wayne, um, who's been on the podcast, actually going to be here in Amarillo in a couple of weeks. He also talks about too, just, you know, his whole, his whole focus of his podcast and some of the books that he's written is really this, this idea of living, living loved. And if, if we know what it means to live loved and live out of this love that God has, has for us, then it's going to solve a whole lot of issues in our lives. And as I've grown in that area, just really learning to live loved and learning to accept God's love, and I think a lot of that is what it is. It's learning to accept the love that God already has for us. Then we're going to be better able to deal with those things in our life because we know that God is not coming, not coming from a place of condemnation, which I always felt like growing up, that you know, if I sinned, then God was not there to lovingly bring me back, but to condemningly bring me back. And again, that's not how I've, I view God now, but that's how I viewed God then. So again, it's not a matter of us feeling like we deserve it or trying to, trying to earn it, but it's a matter of just really accepting God's love and what he has, you know, what he's done for us. Which brings me to the, um, this, this next idea is that we are one by God, W-O-N. We are one by God. And this refers to what Jesus did on the cross, that his, his sacrifice that he made. And I'm coming around more and more to this idea of, of the cross being curative. It cured our problem with sin. And instead of the idea of the cross being punitive, that it was 
it, it was it had less to do with punishment and more to do with cure. And we may go into this some some other time, but you know, for me, it's a really fascinating concept because I've I always grew up looking at the cross that it was punishment. You know, not for you know that I would have received punishment for my sin unless God intervened. Jesus paid the price, which I think Jesus, you know, I, I still do believe that Jesus died on the cross, you know, but it was just this idea of, of the cross as cure rather than cross as punishment. And so I don't want to go into the, that too deeply right now, but um, in this this idea of being won by God, there's, there's a story that I used to uh, tell when I was a pastor, and I still like the story. But the story goes something like this. There's a, a little boy, and he asked for a, let's say a boat building kit for Christmas so he could build his own little toy boat. And so he asked for that for Christmas. Christmas morning came. He opened up his present, and there it was. And this kid spent weeks after Christmas building his boat, working on it, getting it just so. Uh, and it was a, a boat that he could take down to the local lake and and put in the water and you know enjoy just a little little boat in the water. And so first day it was pretty windy, but he decided, you know, I've I've waited so long. I just wanna just want to try it out. Had a little string attached to it. Well he put the boat in the water. Sure enough the wind blew it. String he let you know he let go of the string accidentally. The boat blew away. He tried to get it, but it was it was gone. There was no way he could get it. And so Super upset, you can imagine. First day on the water, this boy lost his little toy boat. And so he went home just totally defeated, dejected. And then one day he was going shopping with his mom, looks in this window at this store, and he sees his boat for sale. And so he goes in the store and says, you know, sir, that was my boat. I lost, I lost that boat. Could I get it back? Store owner not having much pity on the boy, <laughs> says, you can, you can have it if you can buy it. And so a little depressed, but also pretty determined, this boy went and spent weeks earning money, doing odd jobs, extra chores around the house, things like that, to earn enough money to buy this boat. So the, the day finally came, he had enough money, went to the store, bought the boat, and as he was walking out of the store, he said, boat, I made you and I bought you. You are twice mine. So that's how I feel when I talk about this being won by God, that you know, God created us. Psalm 139 talks about that as well, that we're being created. We're woven together in our mother's womb and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. But then we were also won over by God's love in the person of Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's, it's really, to me, that's that picture of being won by God is that, you know, this idea of being twice, twice gods. Now, there's a couple of things that happen, actually, when we don't live within those, you know, that, that we accept God's love, that we know that we're won over, and that we are known by Him, is that, you know, this, it's, it can be a problem because we can start finding our worth or trying to find our worth in other things. And for me, I haven't always looked to God for my, you know, for my value. I've definitely looked to other things. Uh, being a guy, you know, I look to, sometimes I look to work or being able to do certain things. You know, there are times I'm still 
tempted to do that, to, to look for my value and my worth in, you know, how well, or, you know, when I was a pastor, how well a Bible study went or how many people showed up, that kind of thing. It was really a struggle. You know, now in my work, um, it's different, but you can still look to my work for, for value. And I think for men, that's the real challenge to not find your value in what you do. I, you know, I know I've struggled with this. I know others who have, have struggled with this. I think my dad really wrestled with this after retirement when he was alive. And in fact, doing a quick Google search also pulls up some interesting articles about the increase in mortality rate among those who retire early. As much as 89% uh, mortality rate in the, within the 10 years after someone retires if they retire early. And I know this seems to contradict what I'm saying, but maybe it proves my point that, you know, we are made for a purpose, but I think many people find their purpose in what they do in their job and their career. And if you lose that, then, well, you kind of lost your direction. And again, Christians are not immune to this. I know countless believers who have struggled in this very area, but it does make you wonder why, you know, why do people struggle with this so much, especially as believers? And I think it really comes down to, you know, what I said earlier, that we don't recognize that, you know, that God has created us, that he values us, that he, that he loves us, that he's won us over. And we just let those other things really seep in. And I know for, for women, I know, you know, it's, um, I don't think I've met a woman who hasn't struggled with body image at, at some point. And again, I think this goes back to, it's like, it's not about, it's not about the number on the scale. It's not about, um, you know, clothes size or anything like that, but it's about, it's really about what, you know, what does God have to say about you? And if you're really struggling in this area, I would just say, I would encourage you just to ask God, you know, what, God, what do you, you know, what do you say about me? And listen, if anything comes up that is discouraging or negative, I can tell you that's not the voice of the Lord you're hearing. That's the voice of the devil, the enemy, or it could be some of your, the, you know, your tapes playing in your head. But just, you know, take a few minutes, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow or the next day. Find a quiet place. And again, if this is something you struggle with, or if you just need to hear some encouragement from Father, just ask, God, what do you think about me? What is your opinion of me? And I think you'll probably be surprised at the answer and maybe even how personal it is. I know the times that I've asked God for, hey, God, I just need some encouragement. I just need to hear from you or somebody. You know, that typically happens that God answers that prayer in a lot of ways. And then sometimes it's just, hey, you just need to trust me. You know, I want you to rest in who I am and, you know, and that, and that is enough. Sometimes it should be enough. So, well, I want to um, just wrap up today with that. And you know what? If you do hear something, I, you know, I'd love to know. Feel free to email me, will at adventurelifeministries.com. If, if God does speak to you, then, you know, it's just fun. Just, I don't, you can tell me not to share it on the air, but I, it, it would be fun just to know what God is saying to, uh, to the, those of you who listen. But for now, hope you have a good week. Uh, Wayne, speaking of Wayne Jacobson, he is coming. Like I said, he is coming to town on April, the weekend of April 20th. Actually, he'll really only be here the day of April 24th, which is a Saturday. If you want to know more, 
about that if you want to be in on in the loop on what we're going to be doing. So not going to be again, it's going to be conversations. It's going to be real, really chill, really relaxed. He's not going to be speaking anywhere. And um, it's just kind of it's how he likes to do it. It's how I like to do it. So again, if you want to know more about that, feel free to reach out. Will at adventurelifeministries.com. Reach out to me on social media. For those of you who are connect, connected with me, you can find me online, um, Facebook. Just look at the Adventure Life or Adventure Life, and you should see. Um, you can join the the Facebook group if you want to. So that's all for today. I wish you a, a good week, and just as we continue, you know, talk about Adventure Life. I just pray this week that you know how valuable you are to God and that he will, you know, he will speak to you in some way this week to encourage you, to lift you up. And until next week, my friends, enjoy the adventure. 